Hey everybody, welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast. I'm your host, Jake Wiskirchen, and today I am interviewing a very good lifelong friend of mine and founder of Reno Dads, Mike McDowell. And I think you're really going to enjoy this because Mike gets a little vulnerable. Uh, he admitted to me after the podcast, it was the first time he'd ever felt himself uh, feel the way that he did in describing one of the people that Reno Dads has impacted. So that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, I thought it was very special and I can attest through my own involvement with Reno Dads as well as through my own counseling practice that moments like that are uh, are few and far between. So uh, cherish it. I hope that Mike, you enjoy it. If you're listening to this back, I know I never listen to my own stuff again, but maybe you will. Um, just know that I'm proud of you and uh, I'm proud of the what we're doing with Reno Dads to uh, help bring the, the fatherhood community together. As always, the podcast is sponsored by Zephyr Wellness. It's my company that I co-own with uh, my co-owner, Lindsay Bell, here in northern Nevada, and also by Audible. And if you haven't checked out Audible, you really should. We have a deal working with them where you can go to audibletrial.com slash notes and sign up for a free 30-day trial. And with that, you get a free audiobook download that you get to keep even if you cancel your subscription before the 30 days ends or at any time uh, if you renew and realize that it's a great thing because you get to listen to great audio content and a completely unmatched inventory uh, literally anywhere your device can go so uh, you can download that and bring it with you anywhere if you realize that's for you and you continue the subscription then great you're just feeding your brain which we advocate so uh, noggin uh, sorry <laughs> audibletrial.com slash noggin notes is where you're going to go for that and download your free 30-day trial, get your free audiobook, and uh, keep it even if you cancel. audibletrial.com slash notes. Thank you again for downloading us and listening in as uh, we presume that you do regularly without any further delay. This is my interview with Mike McDowell from Reno Dads. Enjoy. Well, today we're talking with Mike McDowell of Reno Dads. Uh, check out renodads.com and uh, we'll get more into the website and all that in a minute. Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you? I am fine. You, you look surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's funny well, it's funny the, the pleasantries here because we've yeah. known each other for so long. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it's also funny because this is an audio format and so people can't see the visual. So it's like <laughs> with the surprise, it's like, well, how long was he sitting there? And like, did you just shove the mic in his face? <laughs> he just walked up to me on the streets. This is how this is going. Yeah. So, uh, what we wanted to discuss was Reno Dads and what you're trying to accomplish. I am a contributor to Reno Dads. I write articles. You founded the group with um, another fraternity brother of ours, yeah. uh, David Bradfield. Uh, all three of us were in the Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity at the University of Nevada together. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, we won't say how long ago because it makes us feel older than we look. Mm -hmm. um, but I will stop talking and let you explain what it is that we do and how we came into existence. Yeah, and if your listeners uh, uh, hate concise stories, then they're going to love this because <laughs> it's really <laughs> a longer story of, of just sort of how we came to be. Um, it wasn't as maybe as intentional as uh, as you may have hoped or thought it, it would be. Really, David and I were sitting around a table over at his house enjoying a little bourbon, and the kids were running around in the backyard, backyard and uh, around the house just kind of loudly and... Um, we're talking back and forth and Dave's wife was contributing to Reno Moms uh, and they have a blog and so we're like, how come there isn't, why isn't there a dad's blog? Why isn't right. there a, 
a voice for dads in this community? Why isn't there a why isn't generally there a, a voice for dads right. for that matter? And it wasn't that you know you know poor poor men don't have a voice. It wasn't anything like that. It was like, well, I just don't ever hear about dads talking about fatherhood. And why don't we why don't we do that? We're already doing that around the table here, kind of talking about different stuff the kids were doing. And we thought, well. <laughs> Famous words. How hard could it be? <laughs> so we thought. Depends on well you want to do it. Yeah. Well, that's true. And so we thought, well, at minimum, we can we can put a site together and start to get some thoughts out and start to to put some thoughts to. I was going to say ink, but virtual ink to pixels. And um, and Dave and I are, aren't one to really drag our feet, so we just did it and yeah. um, had to sort of figure out what Reno Dads was going to be along the way. Uh, we knew at, at minimum we wanted to have some place to sort of normalize speaking about fatherhood and at maximum, you know, change the world, of course. But uh, if nothing else, we just figured if we can impact fatherhood in our corner of the world, in our community, and, and we're both big believers that we should give back to the community in which we live in, um, maybe we're doing right. What year was that? It was almost three years ago now, so uh, just that first quarter of 2017. Well, I came on pretty early then. Cause I think oh, yeah. My article was my first articles were like April yeah. of 17. I didn't really early adopter. Okay. Oh, there we go. Um, Dave and I like to call ourselves founding fathers. Yeah, my because why not pun if you can? Sure. Well, and and I just was an early uh, investor adopter, beta, beta tester, <laughs> yeah. and my stock has only risen since then. I'm sure. Yep, we appreciate that. How long ahead of Reno Dads did Reno Moms precede us? Do you know? I think five years or so. It, they've been around a while. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting, um, an interesting dynamic. I think we've already found is that moms, and I'm generalizing here, but moms tend to gravitate toward community and and identifying with their role as a parent, and dads don't tend to look for that as as willingly like we isolate yeah and and it's weird because it seems like you see dads doing things like coaching the kids teams and yep. playing in their own softball leagues and that kind of thing so those look like communal events but we fail to engage each other yeah exactly we don't talk about it as often as i've started to discover moms do and in just in the last mm-hmm. three years you know obviously i was i was a parent i've been a parent for a parent and a parent we can't get out of the puns, but I've been Apparently a parent for, for uh, my oldest is ten years old, and only until I started Reno Dads with Dave did I start to pay attention more to dads talking to moms talking the way they talk about mm-hmm. parenthood, the way they identify themselves as like that's part of their identity is mom or dad, and dad just don't and so we thought is, that, is it just because it's not normal to or is it weird to do we not like it but then the more we started to talk to dads about being a father they light up about it they light up just as much as a mom lights up about it and they care about it just as much but for some reason you know we don't talk about it you and you and i've never really um had this conversation so if you don't mind i want to bird walk this a little bit <laughs> all the, right uh, the concept of the like this the psychology behind why that is the case. And we could yeah. go back to, you know, traditional roles in the home and sure. dad's, you know, being at work and provider and all that stuff instead of like caregiver. Yeah. Um, and maybe that feeds in. But what are you seeing? What's, what's your opinions? Have you formed any? I, I honestly don't know. It's been really fascinating as as we've kind of gone along the way um, to figure out why that wasn't. I think you're onto something there with saying some of these some of these traditional roles. Many of us learn how to be a parent from our parents or watching other 
other parents or, or role models. I mean, we didn't get handed a, a how-to guide when That's we left the, the hospital. That's the punchline, right? That's, <laughs> you know, nobody gets a handbook. Yeah. So you figure, how, how do you learn how to do it? And certainly we stumble through a lot of it, moms and dads alike. But you look to your own parents' role in your family, I think, to inform you. Uh, and whether that's inform you in terms of I want to do what my dad did or I want to do it very differently than my dad did or I want to sort of cherry pick things I liked and didn't like. And I think, you know, even the past, let's just say, century, the role has very much been, as you uh, identified, that moms are are nurturing the family, staying at home. Dads are were at work and, mm-hmm. and viewed their identity as I do this for a living. And yeah, I have kids, but that's not part of my identity. So why would I get around with my buddies? Would I talk about that? Right. You know, and then of course you got the, the male bravado that overshadows sure. all that, where you don't want to be vulnerable in front of your buddies. So even if your kids are struggling at home or you're struggling with your kids, you're not going to bring that up at the bowling league. Um, because no. of fear of, you know, being mocked or ridiculed or being too soft. And, and again, I'm, t- I'm speaking, generic historical stereotypes right? well absolutely absolutely and you know um when we started reno dads some of the interesting feedback i got was oh you're trying to turn dads into moms and i thought first like of in all, a condescending way yeah absolutely i thought well that's interesting what does that even mean but two no i i don't think it's about that i think it's about celebrating fatherhood i think it's about celebrating the differences um and and just what is that journey like and having an opportunity to talk about that journey i think is is therapeutic. Yeah. Well, even as a clinician, I'm here, my ears are hearing that very defensive response of like, you're trying to <laughs> turn was. dads into moms. Mm-hmm. And, and why do we get defensive? Well, cause something's being examined that we don't necessarily want to look at. And maybe that thing that we didn't want to look at, or those people didn't want to examine was the vulnerability of not having a defined role that now mm-hmm. that Reno dads exists was bringing some light to. Yeah. And it's like, well, now, now you got to define it. And well, I don't want to look there because I might be deficient. Yeah. And if I'm deficient, what does that mean? And I what, could see that. What's interesting that I found too, is the dads are still tough to engage. And what we, what we've made a really conscious effort of with Reno dads to start with is we didn't want to be an advice column. We didn't want to be a, a, a place to say, here's how to be a dad. How, here's how to be the best dad. Cause what do we know? First of all, yeah. um, it was really just a, a sharing of the journey, but Dads, we find, you know, if I look at the articles that people are, are reading the most on our site, they're not looking for advice. They're not seeking out advice. They're not, heck, I mean, traditionally, they're not buying the what to expect when you're expecting book and reading that sort of thing. Um, and maybe it is a vulnerability thing. Maybe it is a, a the idea that I don't know what I'm doing here and not wanting to admit that to a buddy or anybody for that you, matter you are the metrics guy what what are the and i don't know what what are people reading because sometimes we have a little internal bragging contests mm-hmm. among the the authors but um what are the themes that you're seeing mm-hmm. that people are digesting well recently stuff that is hyper localized so if it's guides about things that are going on um so some of dave's recent sports guides so mm-hmm. guide to uh soccer in reno sparks Carson City guide to so some of those like really hyper localized where do I find I don't you know I'm getting my kid into sports I don't know what to get him into mm-hmm. and then I'd say the stuff that is that really resonates to are just storytelling so we have uh, Scott who's a contributor and had told this story about um, boy about this dad who had lost his son and wife to cancer within the same year or Rough. same number of months wow and I think um, 
when I look at the analytics for what people are the most interested in, the personal stories shine. And and I think it is a matter of it what it tells me is that there's a little bit of um desire to know to step into somebody else's life and go, boy, I don't even know what I what that would be like. I don't even know what that experience would be like. What if my my child was diagnosed with cancer? Like what would that be like? What would that feel like? Um and so I think those those sort of stories appeal because you know, we don't we don't know how to how to prepare for that. And I, yeah. I think dads tend to want to be prepared and protect. There's some yeah. instinct like there certainty. perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether they, whether they admit it or not, they're looking for that kind of content to, I think just to, I don't know, maybe it's just to, sh- again, have a shared experience with another dad. Yeah. And I'm thinking why, you know, why are those so popular shared experience for sure. And, you know, we know through some anthropological theory that, uh, human beings um, continue to exist beyond some of our other hominid uh, brethren because we hung together, you know, the Homo sapiens hung together in tribes and mm-hmm. those tribes um, connected in community. And so, what does a shared experience do? It creates community, it creates commonality. Yeah. And what have males in Western civilization been largely um, dissuaded from doing? sharing things with each other so if you can do it more or less anonymously on a on a forum that doesn't require face-to-face interaction you know maybe that fills that need somehow that that very deep biological evolutionary need to to connect and also it gives it does give wisdom and insight right so um who knows what people are going through but if we can find an analogous Mm -hmm. comparison that makes us somewhat relate to somebody else and we go well maybe i'm not alone in the world right somebody else is feeling this too yeah that's just it and and again dave dave and i didn't set out honestly to to try to have a social change here we just thought it felt right to have uh, a a forum in a way to just share an experience and and really we didn't think it would have we've had really positive feedback we haven't we haven't uh expected that kind of a that kind of a response from the community and wow thank you for talking about this. I can't believe you're leading the charge. And we just go, man, I just didn't know I was leading a charge. No. Yeah, exactly. We just thought we were, we're just sort of filling a gap that, um, we weren't even sure anybody else thought existed to be so, honest. So what is the most of the content that's made up? Cause I, I as the mm-hmm. counselor guy, I write a lot about emotions and emotional sure. functioning. It's more instructional. It's not so for storytelling. You mentioned the storytelling, mm-hmm. you mentioned guides. What else do we have? And then what's being requested? Oh boy. Uh, it's it's really all over the map. So what we we have about a dozen local dads that contribute to um, at least our our content on our blog uh, or website, if you will. And it's really all over the map because I want I want it to be a representation of our community. And so I don't want to you know a lot of what I do is not a sign. I want you to talk about this, and I want mm-hmm. you and you and you to talk about this. I want you to talk about what's in what's happening in your life, what's happening in your world, what's happening in this stage of your life as a father, what's happening in this stage of your child's life, what's happening in this stage of your marriage, of your relationship with your friends, what uh, what is your life like? Uh that's what I like the most is just to he- is is to have it be a representative voice of dads in our community. And so the requests, we do also get requests from um, dads that are in a new stage. Let's say they've just gone through a divorce. Mm. Um, let's say that they are remarrying and trying to join families together. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think it's dads that are entering these 
these unfamiliar phases, and really a lot of them are unfamiliar, but maybe it's a dad that's now has a teenage daughter and doesn't know how to process that or right. relate with her anymore. And so um, I don't know if it, if it's requests per se, but we have dads reach out to us through social media and through the site and through email and just say, this is what I'm thinking about. Do you have dads that are doing the same thing? Do you have other dads like me? Ah, mm-hmm. so it's almost like they're inviting us to, to host a forum maybe or a... What are the buzzwords these days? Summit? Uh, <laughs> town hall. Town hall. <laughs> a retreat? Yeah. No, they are. And, and I, I think what's interesting is in the growth of Reno Dads, we're just not equipped to handle it yet. We're not. Yeah. We're growing. There's, well, we there's this clear. jobs too, Yes, right? yes. Yeah. None, of the, none of these are paid positions. Yeah. This is all volunteer, all, all volunteer work. But there are dads wanting to connect and dads wanting information in this community and we just weren't ever set up to go that route so even though it's been three years which feels like a long time to me but in that time that that arc of change has just been so quick the fact that we even are communicating with anybody yeah i i I get that and um i i guess i'm where where i'm trying to figure out what you like where to go next or you know stay that stay the course um it's it's curious to me that people seem to need a permission mm-hmm. to um, reach out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I don't know what that's indicative of, and I don't need to. We don't need to spend time exploring it now. Um, it's like we are the de facto authority. Um, yeah, it's like well, <laughs> and I'm not crowning us in any yeah. manner. I just it's it's been interesting that that um, well, no, nothing else is out there. So like, sure, wh- where else are they going to turn? And sure. somebody says, "Hey, Reno Dads, Reno Dad, oh, I'm a dad. Oh, I'll check out Reno Dads." And mm-hmm. and you've done a really good job with the website. It's very professional. And thank you. Um, and it, and it looks like we know what we're doing. We do have a double-edged sword. We do have a podcast mm-hmm, also, yeah. and I want to give a, a plug to that. Um, yeah, because you've been on that podcast, a little cross, yeah, a couple of cross casting. Is that a term? Cross casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. sure. Sweet. I guess. Why not? I'd just call it reciprocity, but <laughs> sure. Um, we, I think, I think that's been really good, and um, we also have social media. Plug the plug the Instagram and the um, Facebook, if you would. Whatever. Reno Dads, is, you can find it at Reno Dads. Uh, Twitter is okay. Reno Dads. Instagram yeah. is Reno Dads. Facebook okay. is Reno. No Dads. underscores, no dashes. All one word. Okay, yeah. I just, I just, they just pop up in my feed. I don't look at them. But, sure. Um, anyway, back to the, 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 I guess the permission granting or seeking. Um, if you're if you're listening, I would invite you as a member of the group and as a as a as a therapist and a clinician, a dad myself. It's not necessarily just for Reno. Uh, this podcast happens mm-hmm. to be international in the truest sense because I've had the privilege of interviewing people from all over the world, in different countries, and different time zones. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going, oh, I don't I don't live in Reno or I'm not in the northern Nevada area, that's fine. You can still go to check out what we're producing, and we believe that a lot of the content is quite universal. Yeah. Um, the fatherhood but, experience seems yeah. to seems to be common regardless of geography. Yeah, it's cross or maybe not you know yeah. entirely regardless, but. Yeah, irrespective of location or, or sure. time zone, I guess. But I guess the other half of that is that I would invite people, if they are so inclined, to just start it the way that you guys did. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. want a Reno Dad's, you know, Nam Phen in Cambodia, go for it. Yeah. You want a Reno Dad's uh, Gloucestershire, go go yeah. for it. You the know? whole be the difference you want to see in the world. If you, It's one of the – really the way that Dave and I started. We just saw what we thought was a need even just for us personally. Mm-hmm. 
and bring it and bring it to first step first uh, you know right. out of the kitchen right mm-hmm. um so and what a great benefit we have of technology these days where a lot of people mm-hmm. curse it and and want it gone away because there's there's some ills the the benefits are that we can take it out of the kitchen and without very much effort i mean these stories we'd be sharing anyway it takes very little extra just to jot your thoughts down on paper in a somewhat orderly fashion and share it with literally the whole world and then maybe you are making earth better by simply dissolving that ego and sharing your yourself and bearing your soul and becoming vulnerable i think i think that really does have a ripple effect that that can't be measured um talk a little bit about um where you would like to see this go um talk practical and then talk magic wand (laughs) stuff yeah, you know the next the next phase here is, and we've we've already dipped our toe into this pool is into events, and so we've had a few events in which we taught dads how to style their daughter's hair, and again, this is another sort of great. I loved them, uh, and we've we've had hundreds attend those, and it, one, it's a really touching moment to watch dads have a, it's it's an, an intimate shared experience with their daughters there. Um, it's something that dads don't know about. We didn't have to style our own hair as kids, or we didn't have that experience with our right. father or our mom of them braiding yeah. our hair typically. You know, or I didn't have really long hair. Braided my up, cousin's hair. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> You'll learn somehow. Yeah. My brother and I braided our cousin's hair. It was, it was yeah. great. So then, poorly. Essentially, we just identified, we identified where there was a point where maybe there was a a place that dads could be connecting with their child and daughters in this case and weren't because of intimidation or, or some factor. Hmm. And so we partnered up with uh, Paul Mitchell, the school, uh, and they led, because again, I don't know, I only have sons, so I don't, I don't, I still don't know how to do a fishtail braid or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> and so Fish scale, it shimmers in the ah, sun. That must be what it is. And so, so they were the experts in the room, and they they taught us how to uh, how to do that. Taught many dads how to do that. And then, you know, what was great is we got we had so many dads reach out to us. I mean, honestly, dozens reach out afterward to follow up and say, like the moments that you, I'm gonna get choked up here, man. It's good. The moments that you guys gave me with my daughter, like would have never had them. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm getting misty-eyed myself. That's know, something man. that's you can't see through audio, um, it, but it really is. Touching. It touches me, man. Yep. I again, I don't have a daughter, but this humble beginning of like, well, let's let's create a blog, buddy, because yeah. we're kind of getting three sheets of the wind on this bourbon. <laughs> and for dads to say like, you know, I have a relationship with my kid now. Wow. Wow. And the, Jeez. Hey, so now yeah. I feel this responsibility. In some ways, I feel this responsibility. To keep moving right? forward. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so how do we advance it? So events are, are one way I think we can reach reach dads um, uh, directly in this community. We did, on, on a f- more fun note, and really the, the, hair, the hair styling one is, is a lot of fun, but um, we did a dad joke battle as well yes. uh, on Father's Day last yes. year. And we essentially pitted dads face to face. They had to tell each other dad jokes. And I'm sure, you know, if your listeners aren't familiar with dad jokes, they're just basically the type I've been delivering this. They're dad to me. They're, yeah, you moan and like, oh, that's so terrible. And that's how you know it's great. But um, but we we pitted dads head to head. And if, if one dad laughed at the other dad joke, then he was know, out. scored yeah. that dad jo- yeah. the other one a, a point. And yeah, so we whittled it down to the dad 
dad joke king of of our community. So that was fun, uh, and we just really it's come down to resources. Like who do who do we connect with in this community to partner with in this mm-hmm. community to, to create events with? We've been at a at a handful of events with you, just mm-hmm. tabling a little bit and, and trying to reach out to the community. You've been at um, events in which we you've reached out to parents and. You know, and, and we've had some wonderful partners too, like the the uh, the row downtown mm-hmm. uh, has been a wonderful partner where mm-hmm. we get to observe some new acts or facilities that they yeah. construct and then uh, go and cover them really yeah. like reporters. We and even when, yeah, when Circus Circus did their their sort of rebuild and revamp, and they've had mm-hmm. they put a lot of of money into making really that whole community kind of uh, more friend friendly to families and, and bringing families back downtown. And, um, yeah, they've been great about just, that's the other sort of piece of the puzzle here that hyper localizes is what's going on in our community. What yep. can, if I'm a dad or, or a parent, we have a lot of mom followers and listeners and readers for that matter. Um, do we really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. Is it like, they just want to get insight into the, the mind of a husband and a father? I don't know or? if it's, you know, I don't know if it's a voyeuristic thing or not, or I, I think it's interesting to them to have a different angle. Some of this is just, I'm just speculating totally that it's, it's interesting to have a different angle on parenting. Mm-hmm. How is, you know, what is my significant other thinking about? What is, uh, you know, what is the approach to fatherhood? Do they think about the same things I think about? Are they worried about the same things I think about? And, you know, God forbid we ask each other that. But... Yeah, hopefully it's building intimacy <laughs> in the parent yeah. relationship, and that executive dyad, as we call it. Yeah, we find we find on social, we've got a lot of moms tag dads in the comments to read stuff oh, that we put up. Yeah, and they are so, spying. Yeah, it gives a little bit of a, you know, it gives a little common dialogue, too. Hey, did you read that? What do you think about that? Is that, so I think sometimes we don't, articulate our approach to parenting even though in many cases it's a co-parenting situation and (laughs) things can be pretty disruptive if you're not on the same page absolutely we see that all the time in my work i mean Mm -hmm. we talk about you know what's your parenting philosophy and then we end up getting this trout faced glazed eyed (laughs) look from both parents and they just kind of stare at each other and i think if you ask my wife and i that i would give you the trout face too because i go boy i just philosophy what do you uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah but it, it gives i think it gives people an opportunity to at least start the conversation with each other with right um, again dad to dad or spouse to spouse or or whatever it may be or whoever i was in that um, parenting environment and and getting on this inevitably you're going to be on this on different pages about stuff you just are Getting back to the partners, list off some because if somebody's listening in, say, um, you know, New Hampshire, and they don't have, say, downtown casinos like you just sure. referenced, uh, what else have we done that people could do could find fairly sure. easily that doesn't a heavy lift? Because I think when you look at you, you go on Reno Dad's website, we've got tons and tons of content by now. We're three years in. Couple, yeah. I mean, we've had a couple dozen authors float through among the you know the crowd that's been here. Yeah. It can be very overwhelming and intimidating for somebody who wants to start, and it does. Mm-hmm. You don't start there. You start with right. one article, <laughs> right? And then your buddy writes one an step article. at a time, right? And then maybe you ask a buddy who isn't interested in writing because he doesn't like writing, but maybe he owns a a, a company that rents out bounce houses or something like it, that. You know, exactly. So, so what are these people we work with? Regularly? Yeah, and in some way, and it's very it's varied. Uh, but in in some ways, what the the steps you mentioned, which were simply to start to put out some content or just to start the dialogue in some way, you don't need a website. You can have you can have a 
presence on social media and, mm-hmm. and have a dialogue there as well. Uh, but something that amplifies your voice a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So social or a web. And once we got a handful of articles out and they got shared a little bit, we had people from the community reach out to us and go, family is really important to me too. And maybe there's a thing, maybe there's a way we can partner on this. And it could be anything from, heck, we had ice cream shops. We had, yeah. we had uh, really anything that's connected to entertainment or to, uh, let's say, the, the museum, uh, the mm-hmm. Wilbur May Museum uh, locally. They've got family-friendly exhibits all the time. And so we've connected with, with them as well. We've connected with uh, REMSA, which is our local um, emergency medical service provider and they go you know family safety is very important to us so that's right along the line of what we are concerned about in this community and so i'd say if you're looking to proactively go gather partners look at the look at the businesses and people in the community both you know again people and they don't have to own a business at all uh, per se and and be interested in in changing the community for the better for for families um, we've talked with our mayor. <laughs> we've talked uh-huh. with talked with the governor. Yeah, had a the, governor on the governor. podcast. We've uh, we've had just a lot of people that have said, "I I care about family. I care about fatherhood. I care about children in this community." Some are, like I've said, another thing we touch on from time to time is just being a man. Mm-hmm. Just what's it like? That that's still part of your identity. That's still part of your of your journey as you mature as being a man and so we partner up with people that want to explore that whole side of of fatherhood too if the listening audience is paying attention you'll notice that we're pretty agnostic about direction we don't take sides in politics we're not Mm -hmm. advocating for a certain type of manhood or fatherhood or what a family should look like we just Mm -hmm. i think if there's one common theme it's um know yourself and be intentional about how you spend time with your kids. And, mm-hmm. and we are unequivocally supportive of spending time with children. Yeah. I think that's really the theme. What, what you would you right, say? No, you hit it right on the head, Jake, is that um, we set, we were very clear in our you know, guiding principles of starting this, if you will, is that we didn't want to take – this wasn't meant to be a political movement. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to take a, a, a political side. We didn't want to be an, an advice column, as I referenced earlier – But if we were going to stand for one thing, it was intentional fatherhood. It was um, engaged fatherhood. It was that when you were going to be present, you had to be more than present. Uh, Sitting next to your child on the couch while they look at the iPad and you look at your phone didn't count as active fatherhood. Uh, Active fatherhood was really the the thing that we were proponents of and making sure that we tried to define in our own lives what that looked like. And interestingly enough, the more we – tried to define in our own lives what that would look like for our own stories, we got really introspective. We started to sort of study our own style. You mentioned what's your parenting philosophy. Mm-hmm. We started to sort of study our own style and, and identify when we were or weren't sort of following what we thought yeah. made made for a good dad, or at least in our own definition for ourselves, what we wanted. And, you know, some of it is sort of take a seat, uh, a step back and go, well, what is it? at the end of this journey and it goes fast and I know everybody tells us that right oh it's gone in a flash and it is Um, when that all when all the dust settles what would do you want to have done with your time what do you want to be able to step back and say I was I never missed a game I never um, I read him a book every night I said I love you every day what were the things that you wanted to define your fatherhood 
And when your kid looks back and says, what was my, what was your dad like? Yeah. If I were to ask your kid, what was your dad like? And he had to sort of tell me, what, what do you want him, he or she to say? And so as we start to sort of turn inward and, and, and inspect our own ideas about what, uh, what we wanted our legacy to be, I guess you could say, we go, well, there's, we got a lot of work to do. It's all stuff that's joyful and mm-hmm. enjoyable. But then you start to check yourself as soon as you pull up that phone and you go, ah, what message am I'm I only with my kid for like two hours before he's got to go to yeah. bed. Like, surely there's something else I can do. Yeah. And it's better for me and it's better for him. And this, if your ears are burning and you're listening to this, like mine are a little bit, especially that part about the phone and the two hours before bed, because mine isn't two hours, it's more like 45 minutes. Yeah, right. And, and you know, I'm like checking emails or whatever. It's like, really? Um, don't mm-hmm. don't be so hard on yourself because we're all walking the journey together. And I think the important thing is that Reno Dads isn't trying to define dadhood to, yeah. for other people. Um, there might be people out there who are like, you know what? I want my kid to look back on and say that you know that I did consistently was provide. Yep, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like um, provision and attention don't necessarily cooperate in life. So. But what we want is to be intentional. That's my favorite word in counseling anyway is intentionality. Mm -hmm. Know why you do what you do because then at least you have control over what you're choosing to do. Absolutely. Um, And Dave's written some great articles on uh, the Reno Dads blog right now too about that intentional parenthood and how mm -hmm. to sort of set your own own plan. And, you know, it doesn't have to be as detailed as like actually writing it all down and keeping – putting deadlines on it and that sort of thing. It is – it's really just – think keeping at top level consciousness about your own experience and and, again, and maybe it's some of it might be guilt that's prodding me along a little bit to say boy I would just feel I would just feel terrible knowing that I don't have another run at this I don't have another chance at this and if I wasted that opportunity I I sure would regret it there's a guy who uh, looks a lot like me and um, sounds uh, very much like I sound who has written some articles about the function of emotions and guilt being one of those. Uh, that's an appropriate response to a guilt uh, mm-hmm. nudge is uh, guilt says, go make right the thing that, you know, of which you're ashamed or, you mm-hmm. know, the, the sadness you cause another person. And what you're doing is you're basically getting out in front of it, right? You're saying, yeah. if this thing goes differently and then I end up being regretful. How do I prevent that from happening now? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a very appropriate use. I don't want. I don't want anybody to hear this and be like, "Oh, Mike's acting out of guilt. He must feel bad about something he hasn't done." It's like, no. That's that's actually a really yeah. responsible, insightful, uh, I guess, uh, response to that nudge, which is um, find out what's important to you and make sure you do those things, mm-hmm. um, and. Be as consistent as possible. That's 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 really challenging. Um, we have an event coming up that you introduced me to last year that I'd never done before, and um, it was uh, disorienting and uh, <laughs> unusual uh, for the first time. I'm actually I think I know what event you're talking. I'm looking. About. <laughs> yeah, it could be many things, uh-huh. but none none of that occurred about a year ago this time. So <laughs> we uh, we're doing that again. Uh, we want to round some people up. This is a good opportunity now on this podcast to, to recruit some folks who may be listening, but also to invite people in other locales to to sniff out their thing. Talk about St. Baldrick's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were introduced uh, to St. Baldrick's, I think it was maybe two years ago. I've, I've done it twice now, and this will be the third year here in 2020. But really the idea is to raise money for children's cancer research. 
children deal with cancer in a different way. And what I mean by that is you can't, you can't give a child the cocktail of treatment that you would give an adult. Their bodies just simply aren't uh, strong enough. They're mm-hmm. simply not developed enough to handle that. And, and the research done to date just hasn't, hasn't been nearly as deep as that to, to cure cancer in adults. And, you know, obviously both are worthy causes, but this specifically helps raise money for that research. And they've already seen in in some types of cancer, I want to say it's something like a 90 plus percent um, rate of survival. I mean, amazing, amazing um, results already. And so I, I definitely believe in that. I have connected with a few local dads who have not only been through that journey with their kids, um, experiencing cancer but losing their children to that and again you know none of us are immune my kids aren't immune i'm not personally immune to any of this and so if if essentially the long story short is the the event culminates in a night in which we shave our heads in a, in a sign of of solidarity to children that are dealing with cancer and obviously they they lose their hair typically through chemotherapy um, and so this is a, a sign of solidarity and if that's all I've got to sacrifice to convince um, some people to to shell out twenty bucks or forty mm-hmm. bucks or whatever they can donate toward that cause, then that's that, I'm glad to do my part. And and hopefully one day, if I ever do have to deal with that, you know, God forbid, then maybe the research is more advanced at that point, and and we've all got a, a better chance of seeing that child survive. Making Earth better, man. I'm looking forward to doing it for the second time. Last year, Elijah was uh, three and a half. He's my oldest. Um, and he attended. And when it happened, my, my hair came off. I uh, got <laughs> off the stage. He was uh, he had his hands on his hips in a very defiant posture. And he pointed <laughs> his finger at me with a furrowed eyebrow and said, Daddy, no, I like your hair better on. <laughs> Put it back on. Put it back on. Um, and I said, no, it's going to be a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, was that a cold walk back to the car in March. It is really um, cold, yeah, isn't it? You don't realize how much insulation your hair provides. I'm cold for about a month afterwards. Yeah. But my, my hair grows back very slowly yeah. also. Um, but it was it was a great experience. So we invite everybody to check that out too. And, and there will be more social media posts inviting you to to join us in the in the cause. Yeah. Please donate. We want your money. I mean that's that's all it's about raising money. So we're not. Yeah. We don't even want it. We want it for the for the kids. We're, yeah. We don't touch it. We don't take a percentage of it. No. We um, don't. It all it all goes straight to them. Yeah. And my son was actually pretty moved this last time through too. He wants to shave his head this Is year. Is he really? He's, yeah. And you know it's funny. It's interesting. He. He said, what if kids make fun of me for having my head shaved? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's explore that, bud. Yeah. What, what will you say? And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm shaving it because I want to help uh, kids that have cancer to not have cancer anymore. I was like, there you go, bud. Yeah, it's going to be pretty but hard anybody to make funny knocks, at that point. Yeah, anybody knocks you down for that, then, you know, forget them. God be with them when they face them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Face the wrath. Um, yeah, so... so he, the, Kids, kids get it and they feel it too. And there's men, women, and children that participate. Yep. That boy, and some of the women that have really long hair, I just what a sacrifice because that's that's going to take such a long time to grow back to what they were used to to having. Mine's you know mine's not that thick anymore and it stays pretty short for the most part. So it's I feel like it's not much of a sacrifice on my end. But uh, again, anything that we can do, even if it's you know it's meant to just sort of be lighthearted mm-hmm. um, in a, in a way to bring attention and really need 
is money at the end of the yep. day to, to help finance this. It's really underfinanced nationally. Um, then let's do it. It's, uh, it's getting up to dinner time here in our neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> so it's a little shorter podcast than usual, but I want to wrap up and respect sure. everybody's time. Well, we want to check it too, right? We don't want to, yeah. we don't want to sacrifice being good dads Yeah, by to by, talk about being good dads. Yeah. Right. By, by being late to, to being home on a Friday night. Practice what we preach here. Yeah. So leave us, leave us with a little bit of a walk off here. Um, certainly talk about how they can get in touch with Reno dads and, reach out, support, uh, give insights or, uh, suggestions or volunteer. If they, if somebody has a really moving story or something, mm-hmm. some compelling topic they want to share, yep. how do they do that? And then, uh, give us a takeaway that you, you wish that if you could wave the magic wand over all our heads, what do you want us to know? Oh boy. Well, the first part of your question is pretty straightforward and easy for me. You can reach us, as you alluded to, in social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Probably the most active space is Facebook for us. Uh, or go to renodads.com for the website. and You can reach out to us uh, with renodads at gmail.com. Or we have a contact form on the website. Uh, and you can connect with us directly on social through a direct message as well. So any of those means are fine. If you have an idea for content you'd like for our writers to address, if you have an idea for an event, if you have something you want to vent about uh, that you think might inspire something that we take action on, let us know. If there's an event in our community that serves families or that would benefit families or dads or men, then please let us know. We'll help spread the word on that too. Uh, So that's, again, you don't have to become a contributor, a writer, somebody that is expected to write an article if if you don't feel like writing is your strength. Um, I would love to even just talk to you if you have a compelling story or you know somebody that has a compelling story about fatherhood or something interesting or different or unique. Uh, I, I would just like Reno Dads to be a representation of, again, the voice of fathers in this community. Now, in terms of an insight, you know, I, I don't know, maybe you've got me stymied on that one because uh, just still... I'm in the same journey as you are mm-hmm. right now. I'm not any more advanced than you are. I don't. I don't think in terms of of what I would have everybody know, other than probably just that we're Maybe all we're all away, on the same right? journey. Yeah, that's and, the and so away. that's that's really what it comes down to. Is it's okay not to don't, know? <laughs> don't come to Reno Dads because you feel lost. Come to Reno Dads because you're on the same path that we are. You're you're a dad or you're a father or a parent dad and father same thing but you know that you're a a parent experiencing this same thing and you know confirm for yourself that that the things you're feeling are normal the things you want to talk about are normal the pride you feel in your child is normal the fear that you feel feel about (laughs) this whole journey is normal and um and share what that's like for other people because heck they might be looking to you to confirm that their journey is normal as well yeah i appreciate that thank you uh, for your time. Thanks for swinging by. My I know pleasure. you're on the opposite end of town and um, you came over here to do this and now you get to drive south. Um, <laughs> My pleasure. On, on behalf of Reno Dads, uh, thank you, Mike McDowell. For ma- 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 yes, that's the <laughs> remix. <laughs> thank you to Mike McDowell for dropping by. And again, on behalf of the entire Zephyr Wellness family, the Noggin Notes team, and myself, we wish you all great mental wellness. See you later.